Greetings, this is Leon Armstrong, the founding pastor of World Overcomers Ministries Church in the city of Madison, Mississippi. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Living Truth Broadcast. To learn more about our ministry, you can visit us on the web at woministries.org. If you are visiting in the Jackson, Madison, Mississippi area, you are welcome always to be our guest. You can locate us at 444 Pebble Creek Drive, Madison, Mississippi. It is our prayer that you are richly blessed by the Word of God. Please receive now our word for today. I want to ask you to turn with me in your Bibles, and you don't really have to try to keep up with the pages. We're going to put everything up in on the board. And I'm going to be talking and continuing uh, this morning. You can just, uh, Sister Pastor, you could, if you want to just leave uh, the uh, middle light, that's fine. For those who are trying to read. We're going to be talking about inheriting God. But something I mentioned on a few Sundays ago dealing with transfiguration what Jesus uh, displayed to a few of his disciples on the mountain on the holy mountain uh, where um, Jesus illuminated and turned as bright as the sun and this is very important to us because it speaks to what God is going to do in this day and hour this is what we are inheriting so I want to lay this out for you uh, very clearly, I want us to understand the power that Jesus was demonstrating uh, for those who are hungry for him, who are feeding uh, from him. And so we're going to go to Matthew chapter 17, and we're going to talk about this picture of Jesus and his inheritance and this, this transformation that we should all be expecting. Christianity is not just us getting saved and waiting for the rapture to happen, but the Lord is getting ready to do something very awesome in the earth and we are, are feeding from him so that we can be changed. And it says here in Matthew 17, 1, it says, after six days, very important, after six days, Jesus taketh Peter, James, and John, his brother, and bringeth them up into a high mountain apart and was transfigured before them. And his face did shine as the sun, and his raiment as white as the light. And so I want you to first notice that Jesus takes not all of his disciples, but he calls the individuals by name. And so we're talking about the rising of the morning star, which is being prefigured in the transfiguration. And so he calls... Peter, James, and John, he didn't call the conglomerate of all of his disciples, and he separated them. He called them apart from everyone else. That's very important. Not only did he call them apart, but he also took them up to a high place on top of a mountain, which is a symbol for us as a place of communing with God or in prayer, or uh, listening to the Lord. Whenever we are communing with the Lord, it is always going to be in a high place. 
Whenever you stop to take time to study, you can be working in one minute and said, well, I'm going to go over here and think on this word and study this word. Well, you just went to a high place. Because the highest thing that you can do is whenever you have an encounter with God, you are actually ascending. You're always going up to meet with God. If you're encountering prayer and praise, we were just praising the Lord a minute ago. We were in and still are in a high place. We have left the earth, as it were, in, by, you know, in the spirit. We have left the concerns and all of the weights and the worries of the earth that the world puts on us and we leave all of that and we enter into a high place. And so the high place is also the secret place. It's a secret place. It's a place of abiding to where we get with God and we let God do something in our lives. And so Jesus takes Peter, James, and John to a high mountain apart from everyone else. Not everyone qualifies for this high place why didn't Jesus take the rest of his disciples and I want to present to you that it is very important that we understand that only those who are hungry and desire what God has God shall reveal this to all right y'all with me you have to be able to do as the Bible says to ask and it shall be what to seek and you shall to knock and it shall be, yeah, you have to be in pursuit of what God is presenting, what he's showing, what he's teaching. You are to understand, we, we learn what God wants to bring us to, what he's giving us to inherit. And so we ought to be hungry for it. And those like Peter, James, and John, they wanted it. They wanted what Jesus had. They wanted what he was all about. They were the ones who were, if you remember James and John, were the ones that say, hey, we want to sit at his right hand, another one at his left. They wanted to secure for themselves a special place with Jesus. And you know, Peter was one who always responded to Jesus and was like Jesus' right-hand disciple, right-hand man, as it, were, as it were. And so these three demonstrated a fervor, a hunger, a desire to be with Jesus more than anyone else. And so Jesus will always say, listen, I see that you guys want this real bad. Come with me. Let me show you something. Let me reveal something to you. God will always reveal something special, something great, something high from the Lord to those who want it, who those who are in pursuit of it. And see, he's not going to force it on people who don't want it. Amen. He's not going to force his special treasures, his giftings, his glory, his special anointings. He's not going to, you know, just push that on people who don't want it. The Lord does not, he does not give pearls and, and expose it to people who think like swine, who don't value what he has. And so this is a special, special thing that God wants us to understand this is going, we're going to see something in this picture and it's going to be us up to those who are going to respond to it that's going to experience it. Go with me to, uh, and, and you can just watch as we teach on the board on the screen here, I'm going to lift for you the next scripture which is uh, Zechariah 14 because we want to look at some Old Testament prophecies concerning, we're talking about the morning star, there's a morning star that's going to rise, there's a light that's going to rise in these last days. Uh, look at what it says. It says, but it shall be one day which shall be known to the Lord, not day nor night, but it shall come to pass 
that at evening time it shall be light. This is a supernatural event, but it's borrowing from the language of what we might see in those who study stars, as it were. And it's specifically referring to the uh, morning star or the planet Venus. Has anyone ever observed that bright star that appears in the evening horizon to the west and to the east in the early morning? And the thing about this planet, it looks like a star shining in the night, but it shines. It does, most stars you'll see when it's completely dark, but Venus does not it doesn't have to be completely dark for it to shine. It'll start shining at dusk. When the sun is just gone over the horizon, there's still a little light in the sky. You'll see that's the only thing shining in the distance. It doesn't, it's not completely day. It's not completely night. But you'll see it in the evening in the western hemisphere of the sky. And you'll see it in the morning, in the early wee hours of the morning, you'll see it. Well, this is called the morning star. It's also called the evening star. It's also called the day star. And this God is using prophetically to say this is what's going to happen in this day and hour because this age, this evil age that we all have been born in and part of is like nighttime coming that is fading away. And it's a morning of a new day. And right in between the two uh, areas of time, and star, the star of Christ, the light. Everybody say the light. The light of Christ is going to shine brightly and is going to turn evening. This is, just imagine a star being so bright all of a sudden that it lights up the evening. And so this world is about to be lit up with the shining of Jesus Christ. Except this time. It's not going to be a one-man Jesus on a mountaintop. It's going to be in a people who are prepared and have the word in them. Let's move on. Go to 2 Peter. Pull that up for me. 2 Peter chapter 1. We're going to start at verse 16. Follow with me. It says, and this voice, this is Peter, uh, who says, for we, gave me the wrong one. That's the right one right there. For we have not followed cunning, leave devised fables, when we made known unto you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but were eyewitnesses of his majesty. For he received from God the Father honor and glory when there came such a voice to him from the excellent glory. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Verse 17 says, or 18 says, and this voice which came from heaven we heard when we were with him in the holy mount. Talking about transfiguration. Peter is giving his account of that experience. Verse 19, we have also a more sure word of prophecy whereunto you do well that you take heed as unto a light that shineth in a dark place until the day dawn and the day star arise where? In your hearts. So the language is being borrowed from that of astronomy that says what you see happening as a, as a phenomenon in the heavens and the stars 
happens is going to happen likewise in the hearts of God's people, those who are feeding on him and learning his word, and they are faithful. God is saying that this, you have seen this vision. Peter's saying, I've seen this vision. But we also have a sure word of prophecy that tells us that the power and the coming of Jesus Christ is going to be in like manner to where his rising light is going to be inside those people that believe him, that love his name, that love his word. Are y'all with me? So, uh, listen, there's, there's coming a transformation that you and I can even imagine what it's going to be like. I, I'm just telling you, we are at that day and hour when this is knocking at the door. This was unheard of years ago, and I promise you the church hasn't talked much about this account of Scripture or what is coming. But this is coming, and it's coming soon, and we want to be ready for it. This is concerning the power and the coming. So many of God's people are waiting for God to come and rapture them out of here. And I say to people, unpack your bags. All right? It's not about to happen. There is a rapture that's going to happen, but not before there's a presentation of God's glory on the earth. Not before sons and God are made manifest to change things. Not before the day star rises in the hearts of believing people who have been faithful to his word to go around this world and show God's power and glory. Not before that happens, there must be a rising of the light of Christ. There must be a people who are being transfigured and transformed and they are changed into the likeness and image of Jesus Christ in the earth. Can you say amen? The fullness of Jesus Christ must be seen in this world before God does anything else. Look at, um, let's keep going. Matthew 17, 9. And I want to point something out, else out to you here about that presentation of glory. It says, and as they came down, from the mountain, Jesus charged them, saying, Tell the vision to no man until the Son of Man be what? Risen again from, from the dead. Isn't it interesting? Why would Jesus say that? He showed three. Conceal. You three, come with me. I got something to show you. And he stands up on the mount, and he is transfigured. And after all of that demonstration and vision and illumination, he tells them, before they go back down, listen, don't tell anyone what you saw until I am raised again from the dead. Why would Jesus say that? One point here, and there are several, but one point I will share with you is that if they had began to share this prophetic event that they saw Jesus transfigured on the mountain, turned into light as bright as the sun before the resurrection, there would be no one that would believe that. Notice he says, even in his writing, we have not followed fables, cunningly devised fables. We have not followed fabricated tales. We have not hung around at the barbershop where men tell tall tales about how they grew up and how they walked barefooted 25, 25 miles in the snow to get to school and all kind of you know made up stories that people will tell. He says, we have not followed that. We have not listened to that. 
we're telling you exactly what we saw. We were eyewitnesses. And Jesus says, don't tell anyone until after I'm raised from the dead. Because when people see me after I have raised from the dead, and then you tell them, now they'll believe it because the resurrection will be something very, very convincing to see someone die. And then three days later, they're up walking around and talking, and he is seen of some 500 people around the whole city. And they're seeing and touching him and listening to him. That was the one that was crucified. Now we can tell you what we saw. We saw him on the mountain. If you, you can believe this resurrection. You can believe the fact that he illuminated on that mountain. And that mountain glorification, that light shining, was in fact resurrection life being displayed. Because Jesus had to tell Martha, he said, listen, and he tell her, Yo, don't worry, your brother shall live again. And she says, yeah, I know he's going to live again, Jesus, but in the resurrection, pointing to some future day and time. And Jesus said, what are you talking about? I am the resurrection. I'm not a, the resurrection is not a day. The resurrection is a person. And it's me. And I can get people up whenever I want to. Because I have the power to Give life. I am life. I raise things from the dead. I raise dead things to life. I raise dead people to life. And then when I die, I will raise again. And the last enemy, Scripture says, to be conquered is death. That's why it's important for us to understand when this illumination comes to the body of Christ, listen, you will not die. Amen. You See, that's, that, we're not used to hearing that. When this illumination takes place, you will not die because you will be in that same full resurrection life as your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This is an awesome thing that's coming that men have not thought of. No wonder scripture says, now unto him who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all we can ask or think. We never would think of this. We never would ask for this. But it is in the word and we need to start thinking about it and we need to start asking for it because this is what's going to change the world in Jesus' name. Can you say amen? amen. Go to uh, Proverbs. Look for that one. Let's bring that up. Proverbs 4 and 18. Because when this is dealing with light and one scripture tells us that the entrance of his word giveth light. All right. What did I just say? Bringeth light. So the more you accumulate, you're not just in the word or listening to the word or studying the word just because God says study. He's trying to put light in you. He's trying to put seeds of light in you because something is going to happen because this is a living word. So the more you accumulate, you're setting yourself up for something supernatural to happen in the time and hour that God is ready for this thing to be activated. And I want you to be ready. But it says the path of the just is as the shining light that shineth more and more unto that perfect day. All right. So one thing about the rising of light, it's a little bit here, a little bit there, it just keeps rising and rising and eventually it's going to rise and come to a zenith, an apex, the brightest that it can possibly be. And God is trying to get everyone us, every one of us to that place where we become as bright, as powerful, as shining as he is. And that's as 
bright as you could possibly be. But if we're not giving ourselves to this, if we're not asking, if we're not knocking, if we're not seeking, we don't want it. God won't force it on us. Let's look at another. Ezekiel. And again, we're talking about this is the power and coming, as Peter said, of Jesus and his fullness within his people. Within, everybody say within his people. Because there's going to be a rapture where God comes for his people, but before God comes for his people, he's got to come in his people. He's got to come in his people. He's got to stand up in his church fully, full grown. All right? So he's not going to come for his people until he comes in his people. And this is going to be a major, a major happening on the earth. Just look at, let's look at Ezekiel's experience. He sees angels coming down. He sees a wheel in the middle of the wheel. He sees these spiritual beings with different faces and wings and all of this stuff. And Ezekiel 127 and it says, and I saw, as the color, after he says, I saw a man sitting, he describes the throne. He's above all of this angelic activity. Above that, he saw a throne on sapphire. And then he starts to describe what he saw when he saw the man standing near the throne. And he says, which was a picture of Christ. He says, and I saw as the color of amber, as the appearance of fire round about within it from the appearance of the loins even upward, and from the appearance of the loins even downward, I saw as it were the appearance of fire, and it had brightness round about. So he's saying this man was illuminated. He says this man looked like he was on fire from the waist down and from the waist up, and he looked like he was burning and his brightness was all around. So he's looking at the glorification, looking at a glorified Jesus. Go to the next one. 28 says, and the appear as the appearance of the bow that is in the cloud in the day of rain, so was the appearance of the brightness round about. This was the appearance of the likeness of the glory of the Lord. And when I saw it, I fell upon my face and I heard a voice of one that spake. He said, this brightness, this illumination was likened to the glory of the Lord. So let me tell you something. <laughs> Believe it or not, when God's finished with us, we can, when he gives it to us, be a shining light. Literally, you will be the light of the world. Literally, you'll be the light of the world. Right now, we're the light of the world by the good works we do. Feed the hungry, clothe the naked. That's the light of the world. But there's coming when we will be fully illuminated. Well, not just walking around like a fireball all the time. But whenever, but listen, the power that's in there will always be radiating. Because see, here's, let me, I'm, I'm going to share some secrets with you that I have over the years in my communion with the Lord that he's given me little tidbits of what this is. What, what will be in these things and, and how others will perceive it. See, everyone that doesn't have this won't see it on you. All right? They won't see it on you. But you know who will see it on you other than the spirit world, other than God? Other people who have the same thing. 
all right? So if I have it and you have it, we'll see each other and go, you know, uh -huh, you're illuminated and you see my illumination. We'll meet somebody over in Africa and we'll see that they're illuminated. They'll see I'm illuminated. We all know that we're all kingdom. We're all in Jesus Christ. We're all full of the word. We all got the same juice. We're all drinking from the same cup. This is Jesus having taken over his church. And everyone else won't even know what this is all about. They won't be able to see it. They will just look like regular people unto everyone else until there's someone with cancer that comes or someone that ha doesn't have a leg and we come on the scene and pray and their leg comes back or that cancer dries up. That's when someone will know something's different about you. Amen. I'm telling you what's coming. In fact, let's look at this. Malachi 4. I think I'm getting ahead of myself. Go to Hebrews chapter 2 first. Let's bring that one up. Uh, so we saw where Ezekiel said it was the glory of the Lord, but look what Jesus, look at this about what Hebrews says about Jesus. For it became him. Everybody say it, for it became him. In other words, he became light. He, he was transfigured. For it became him. He became something. He became light. He became that illumination. It, for it became him for whom are all things and by whom are all things. Watch this. This is the whole purpose. Because he wasn't just showing off. Jesus did nothing to show off how awesome he was. He was. Everything that Jesus demonstrated was to show us what he wants us to grow into. And he says, in bringing many sons unto glory. And that doesn't, sons of God is not gender based. It's not flesh. He's not talking about sons as in male. He's talking about offspring, spiritual offspring of God, fully developed, sons of God. So it doesn't matter if it's a man or a woman. There's going to be a lot of powerful women that are revealed in the earth in these last days. There are going to be lots of women walking around with this, with this glory in them, and they will do amazing things. Okay, So in bringing many sons, many sons, Many faithful believers, many faithful feeders of the word, many that love his name will be brought into this glory right here on the earth. All right. And let's 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 look at another here. Let's go on to um, Malachi. Chapter four, I'm just laying out some things for you to go back and feed on in Malachi uh, chapter four, verse two, it says, but unto you that fear my name. Isn't that something? Where is he directing this? He's saying to who? To you. This is being directed to you. And then he puts special emphasis that fear my name, that love my name, that love my word. Anybody that fears his name, they are totally dedicated to learn as much as they can. They are the ones asking, seeking, knocking. They are diligent. The Bible is not boring to them. They love it. They love his word. They say, that's God speaking to me. To them that love or fear my name shall the son of righteousness arise. See here, we're talking about the rising of that star. Arise. Jesus, this is prophetic. We have a more sure word of prophecy where Jesus is going to arise in a people. 
the son of righteousness arise with healing in his wings and you shall go forth who's going to go forth yeah see i'm telling you there's an apostolic assignment that's waiting to be fulfilled to those who are feeding who love his name they're feeding on the word and he is coming to rise in his people in this day and hour. And when this occurs in its fullness, they will be sent forth. They will be sent forth and, they, and grow up as calves of the stall. And you shall tread. That means walk all over and stomp on the wicked. For they shall be ashes under the soles of your feet. In the day that I shall do this, or I shall do this, saith the Lord of hosts. In the day that I do this, I am going to give you such illumination, such glorious power. Healing will be in my wings. Wherever you go, people are going to get healed. Wherever you go, miracles are going to happen. Wherever you go, signs and wonders are going to follow. Wherever you go, wherever your feet tread upon, if there's wickedness, wickedness will be like ashes under your feet. You'll just walk all on top of it, wherever the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of evil and all of its work, wherever you go, it's going to fall down. You don't even have to pray for it to fall down. All you have to do is speak it or show up or whatever. Remember when Peter, when he saw people that were sick, he said he walked by and their shadow, his shadow healed people. What do you think if it happened back there for Peter, what do you think it's going to be like in this day and hour? It's going to be multiplied a hundred times, a thousand times over. I'm telling you. The sun of righteousness shall arise. The morning star shall arise in a people that are faithful. You are not learning the word and worshiping God for nothing. The sun of righteousness shall arise with healing in his wings. And it shall be a glorification. It will be a demonstration of the power of God in the earth through a prepared uh, people. Can you say amen? I, I want you to see this. I, I made a little, I found a clip, a video clip, and I said, man, that's a good visual of what's going to happen inside of people. And it's going to be the rising. Every little bit of word you get in you. If he uses the constellation, the stars, as imagery, as symbolic, as to what he's going to do inside of us, and you see those stars, those clusters. That's like the word being accumulated in you. But then there's going to be like a chemical reaction. And it's going to cause an illumination, critical mass, where like an explosion in slow motion. You ever see an explosion, but it reaches its Zenith, its brightness, it explodes, it's at its height, and it's done, but this is not going to be that. This will be an explosion inside of you in slow motion, and the explosion will stay in its brightest form. It'll stay in its most powerful form. This is what's getting ready to happen. The word in you will have a chain reaction in the day that God releases it in this day and hour. It's not a complicated thing. Let that uh, video run for me. I, I did some editing to it just to, and it's gonna, have to, it's gonna have to let it play out. It's gonna have to start over because we started it in the beginning, but just let it run. Just let it run. 
And before we get to that's that's the outcome, that bright light. But I'm going to show you what happens before it gets to that full brightness that looks like the sun. It looks like the sun, but I'm, it's, going to, it's going to let this fade, and we're going to show you where this, this starts, how it looks. This is possibly what's going on inside of your spirit. All those clusters, that can be the word accumulating in you. That can be the truth accumulating in you. Everything you learn, you have a universe inside of your heart. But what's going to happen is that the Lord Jesus is going to arise within everything you accumulate and start to illuminate the truth and the power of his presence in you. And you see how it gets brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter. And again, it's transfiguration. It's God illuminating his power in you. It is the Christ in you, the coming of his power and glory. It's the power and coming of Christ inside of you. I'm trying to get you to think of what is taking place. The word of God is alive. It is Christ in you glorified. It's no longer the hope of glory. It's Christ glorified in you. And so out of this will be, it's going to make you indestructible because all of your elements and the things you struggle with will be healed. Everything in you is going to be healed. And everything in you, signs and wonders are going to follow. Miracles are going to flow every day like water. You will be indestructible. There'll be no weakness that you will experience on any level. Are y'all listening to me? All right. There's nothing, no, there's no weakness. Okay, you can cut it. There's no weakness that you will experience on any level. On any level. You will be like Christ was when he walked the earth 2,000 years ago. It's going to be powerful before our eyes and in our experience. Let's just, let's just finish up and get a few more. And this is not even the resurrection yet, but this is what the sons and daughters of God are going to experience, where they shall have no, nothing shall be impossible to them. When you talk about an army that's rising up, that's going to break every chain, this is that army. This is how this is going to happen. All right. Uh, <clears throat> Revelation, let's look at that. Chapter 2, in verse 25, bring that up for me. It says, but that which you have already, hold fast until I come. Everything you've learned, all truth that you learned, hold on to it. Don't let anybody take it away. Don't lose it. Don't let anybody trick you out of it. Every truth that you learn, hold on to it. Hold fast till I come. And he that overcometh and keepeth my works unto the end, to him will I give power over the nations. This is, this is that power. This is that glory. And he says, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron as the vessels of a potter shall they be broken to shivers. That's like the wickedness and all that's going to become dust under your feet. Even as I received of my father. And I will give him what? I will give him the morning star. I will give him, give her the morning star. All right. So we, we've said, the, we called out the morning star for years. 
you know, and, and how Jesus is the rose of Sharon, he's the morning star, and we didn't know what that meant. We didn't know what morning star meant. All right. But when Jesus was transfigured on that mountain, he was showing himself as the morning star. And he was prophetically displaying what he's going to give his people so that that same brightness will arise in them. And they will have that same power arise in them. All right. Next one. And I, Jesus, have sent mine angel to testify unto you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David and the bright and morning star. Now, we just read where he said he will give the morning star, but here he says, I am that morning star. So in other words, I'm going to illuminate myself in you. And the spirit and the bride say, come. Everybody say, come. Uh -huh. That's what we're, when you start seeing these things, understanding these things, it makes you say, God, come on, bring it. Bring it on, Lord, please, bring it on. That's my cry. When I'm walking around the house and I'm thinking of these things, I'm saying, Lord, when are you going to come? Come bring it. Come do it now. I want your glorification. I want your transfiguration to me. Let the spirit and the bride say, come. Let him that heareth say, come. And let him that is a thirst come. And whosoever will, let him take of the water of life freely. So in other words, the ones who are feeding are saying, Lord, come, but at the same time, the invitation to this generation is, why don't you come if you want this, if you want to drink of this, if you want to be part of this, you come, you partake. It is free to anyone who wants it. Jesus will not withhold his power, his glory to anyone who wants it. There's no need of us sitting back saying, well, that's for those special people and that can't be for me. No, that's for anyone who wants it. That's for, it, that's for, you will see, listen, you will see little children walk around with the power and glory of God. You will see little teenagers who will go around and prophesy and they will heal people. God will do supernatural things to them because their hearts will be open and they'll just sense the spirit of God and whatever the spirit will say, they'll do it. They won't have any hindrance. That's why Jesus said to us or said to them in the word, he says, you cannot enter into the kingdom except you come as a little child. And there will be many little children that the Lord will use, that the Lord will use to speak prophesied to do miracles because the older generation has gotten stuck in there nothing being produced ways and they've got stuck in sedimentary and they just kind of been this is the way things been this will always be and it'll take a child to stir things up it'll take God to use children to use teenagers to spike this thing and get it going and I dare to say that when we see this happen it will strike the younger generation first before it spreads through the older part of the generation who have just become sedimentary and just don't expect nothing to happen. It'll take children who will believe anything and says, Lord, whatever you say, that's what I'll do. And so we, we're getting ready. There's some awesome things that are getting ready to happen. And no wonder the book of Isaiah tells us in verse 60, bring that up. It says, arise, shine. For thy light is come. That's for this generation. That's what God is saying to us. Arise. Shine. Ask of me. 
for my spirit. Ask of me, Jesus said, and I will give you the heathen. Ask of me and I'll give you the nations. Ask. I'll give you my power if you dare want to use it and be used by me. I'll give it to you so you can go to hospitals and heal all of those people. So you can go to the morgue and tell all the dead bodies to come back to life. So you can do it. God is going to do this thing in the earth right in front of our eyes. And he says, arise, shine, for thy light is come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. The, star, the morning star has risen upon thee. This is about to happen. And for behold, the darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness the people. But the Lord, the Lord, the Lord shall arise upon thee and his glory shall be seen upon thee. And the Gentiles, all of those unsaved people who don't know the Lord and the Gentiles shall come to thy light and the kings to the brightness of thy rising. Nations, kings, presidents are going to come and say, teach me about Jesus. Remember Philip was transported. He was doing revival in one city. Boom, the next second he was in another. And the Holy Spirit said, go down this road that leads to the wilderness. He didn't know why, he just obeyed. When he got down that road, he saw there was a chariot. Holy Spirit said, run next to that chariot. He starts running next to the chariot, gets up next to it. He hears this guy trying to read the scriptures and he doesn't know what he's reading. And Peter Philip says, you know what you're reading? He says, no, how can I understand? Let somebody explain this to me. And at that point, God opened the door for this man who was supernaturally transported from one place to the next to get in a chariot of a person who was a eunuch and who was used to rulership from another country to explain the scriptures to him. And the man was so blessed, so excited. He said, well, hey, here's some water right here. What doth hinder me from being baptized? Please baptize me right now. I'm telling you, this is going to happen all day long, every day, where God is going to send people to the trained people, to the people who have this glory, who have this rising star on them to do these mighty, mighty things. Miracles, signs, wonders are going to be regular, daily, minute by minute, hour by hour. God is going to spread his glory and his power all over the globe before anything is taken out of here in Jesus' name. I'm just here to tell you, we're in this day and hour and it's gonna happen. Now, how many are ready to be a part of this? That's the question, who wants it in Jesus' name? Hallelujah. School campuses are gonna be flooded with the Holy Spirit. Jails full of young men and women are going to be turned into sanctuaries. Watch what I say. This is not far off. This is coming soon. Soon and very soon. Grocery stores, Walmarts going to turn into healing lines. Think about it. You walk up in the Walmart, 
There's somebody in a wheelchair. Got no legs. What happened to you? I was in Iraq. A bomb blew up, blew my legs off. You want your legs back? In Jesus' name, be healed. Legs suddenly are there. What do you think that person is going to do? Jump up, shout, run, scream. What do you think everybody in Walmart going to do? Hey, what's going on over there? This person just healed my legs. I didn't have any legs. Now I got legs. <laughs> you will have to fight your way out of there. People will be looking for you. Bringing their sick relatives, their sick babies. Where, are, where was that person that I saw that shops here at this Walmart? Where, where, they've got to be in this neighborhood somewhere. I'm telling you what's getting ready to happen. You shall be sent forth. You shall be sent forth to do God's bidding. Unless you don't want to. Now there'll be those who say, what's all this light and glory on me? What's all this power? And there'll be those who will have it and will lose it. Because they don't want to do all of that. They don't want all that attention. Some people just don't want to be involved with all of that. They just want to go to heaven. But if you have a vision, that God's trying to give a vision to his people, we are not, this, the church, listen, this is not the same generation. This is not the same church as usual. This is not the same what has always been. This is a threshold. This is a transition from one world into another. One age is fading out. A new age is fading in. This is what God has been waiting for since Adam's sin. He has been long-suffering. He has been patient, waiting for the fruit of the earth. Men will say, where is thy God? What's taking him so long for his coming? And they become skeptics and they become those who are snide and those who are making fun of what the prophecies say. But God is long-suffering, giving everyone a chance to come on board. But when he comes, it's coming and nothing's going to stop it. And either we are prepared for it or we don't, we'll miss it. And I, for one, am going to be prepared. That's my determination. And I'm praying that this church has the same mentality to say, I'm not going to be left out of this. I am not going to be left out of this. This is the greatest thing this world has ever seen. Greatest thing. This is nothing compared. Fine. Hey, when God gets through with this earth, this place is going to be so beautiful. The millennium is going to be a beautiful place. After wrath has shaken everything down, all cities have been shaken and earthquake to the ground. It's going to be a rebuilding and a reforming of the earth. But when God gets through with it, it's going to be the most beautiful place you've ever seen. And we're going to be with him, ruling and reigning with him through that. That's what's coming. It's not going to take a thousand years for this to happen. This is coming soon. This is coming soon. And so we want to be ready to go through every stage of these series of coming, these series of stages that's going to take us into the completion of God's redemptive plan. If you receive that, give the Lord praise this morning.